It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Ron Rivera and Eric B. Enemy did the right thing, even if they don't like having to do it in the first place. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. We thank you for making us your first listener, your first view of the day. I am David Harrison of Commander Country Park Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host Chris Russell is out for the week, and what a week it has been, guys. We started this week learning that uh, if, if an ownership change had happened sooner than obviously it's happening, maybe Sean Payton would have been the head coach. Then we find out uh, that the team had been spurned for their offensive coordinator opportunity, not for a head coaching position, but for another position on another team. Then Greg Roman, then Eric Bieniemy, and and three days later, here we are, and uh, we have a new offensive coordinator, but also assistant head coach, of the Washington Commanders. And again, we make, thank you for making us first listener, first view every single day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the National Football League. So make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. We're going to go over winners and losers. Who doesn't like a winners and losers segment, right? So we're going to do a winners and losers segment here. We're going to talk about kind of the meaning behind the Eric Bieniemy uh, hiring and the fact that maybe now we can start to move past some of the conversations, even though some of those conversations are still going to continue. But first, Eric Bieniemy is your Washington Commanders offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. That title being announced, that deal being announced as being official on Friday night. Uh, I kind of tweeted from the Locked On Commanders Twitter page that uh, I was going to wait until the news was officially official uh, in order you know, to do to do this episode. I did a couple of deep dives into Eric Bieniemy as a play caller, as a coordinator, kind of what's happened with the Chiefs, and then, of, of course, kind of the relationship with Andy Reid, and, and maybe there are some underlying issues that Andy Reid could have potentially uh, affected. That'll come up again here in this episode here in a little bit. So if you miss those deep dives, super proud of them, guys. You know, uh, it's, it's okay for us to be proud of our own work sometimes. I'm super proud of those episodes, so I hope you guys check them out if you haven't already. Uh, but the bottom line, guys, eighth offensive coordinator to be interviewed. Eric Bieniemy, uh, but the one hired, and that's that's the important thing here. But what does it really mean for the Washington Commanders? I think that's really going to be the question moving forward. And to recap some of the things that we've talked about in the last couple of days, uh, the Chiefs in 2022 were third in pass attempts on first and 10 in 2022. So again, only two teams threw the ball more on first and 10 than the Kansas City Chiefs did with Eric Bieniemy uh, as the offensive coordinator. And again, how much of that play calling was Eric? How much of that play calling was Andy? A duo of the two, that's something that can be d- debated 
uh, until we're all blue in the face. But the bottom line is that offense threw the ball on first and 10, the third most in the National Football League. And during the five seasons that Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, they threw the ball an average of 62% of the time. If you take away Patrick Mahomes' run plays, because some of those are called, but some of them are also not, so it's, it's hard to gauge without counting every single play over the last five years. And I'm not going to do that. I don't have an assistant that I can make do that or an intern. So we're going to have to just take out those numbers. 68% of the time outside of those, the, the Kansas City Chiefs threw the ball. That's a lot of passing. And it brought me back to uh, a Grant Paulson tweet at Grant H. Paulson on Twitter. Uh, some of them, sure, some of you, I'm sure, follow him, know him, love him or hate him potentially. Uh, quote, I don't get how Eric Bieniemy fits the commander's offensive vision under Rivera, but if he's willing to take the job, they should hire him, but they need to only bring him in if they're letting him run the offense his way. Don't bring him in and then tell him to run more, end quote. Uh, and I agree. Now, I think that's kind of a little bit to one extreme, right? You don't bring Eric Bieniemy in. If, if you're an offensive or a defensive-minded coach like Ron Rivera is and you want to run the ball more, you're not going to bring him in and say, okay, EB, Go ahead and throw the ball 68% of the time when you want to run the ball 66% of the time, right? But I don't think you can tell Eric Bieniemy, come in here, be my offense coordinator. Just make sure you run the ball 66% of the time. So what's what's the middle ground? I mean, I think you're going to look for a balanced offense. I think that's what Eric Bieniemy uh, is going to be asked to do here in Washington. I think that's kind of the compromise that Ron Rivera is going to is going to want to make. Run the ball when it makes sense. Pass the ball when it makes sense. Try to be uh, a little bit balanced, but also let the game flow. Uh, kind of come to you. Hopefully that's exactly what's going to happen because guys, no Eric Bieniemy coordinated offense ever in the five years that he's coordinated offenses. No Eric Bieniemy offense has scored less than 28.2 points per game. And that's the fewest. And that only happened twice, three other years. It was more than that. I think twice it was over 30 points uh, per game. The highest, the Washington commanders offense has scored uh, since 2020, since Ron Rivera was brought in 20.9 points. That's that's quite a difference, uh, as, you, as you all well know. So one of the questions going on surrounding this hiring today, and, and real quick, first of all, I appreciate all of you who are joining me live uh, here Friday night on YouTube as we do this. Also, appreciate all of you watching later, listening later, uh, as you do. Appreciate all of you for coming through. I'm alone today, so I see I see the chat is, is moving. Robert, D and KC, Tony, Marcus, I appreciate all of you. Not going to really be able to dive into the chat a little bit, but I've got the chat replay on, so by all means, throw in your comments. If you have any questions, throw them. If you disagree with anything I have to say, by all means, throw them in there too. I'll go through it later. I'll screenshot some stuff. I'll pull it in for a future episode. we got all kinds of time to talk about this hire, why it should have happened, why it shouldn't have happened, all the dynamics uh, that are surrounding. So why did it take so long? That's something that people have have kind of been talking about, right? EB uh, flew in, celebrated a Super Bowl championship with the Kansas City Chiefs, which is an amazing experience, I'm sure. Um, flew in Wednesday night, had dinner with Ron and others, right, is, is what we were told. Uh, then a formal interview on Thursday. And then what's being reported as a more relaxed atmosphere on Friday was, was in Ashburn meeting a whole bunch of the staff, probably coaches, assistants, trainers, what have you. So why did it take so long? And I think that's 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 a lot of kind of why did we even get here is why it also took so long. So I think as much as this is a strategic uh, thing, right, how how does your scheme, how does your mentality fit our mentality as an organization? How does the way you want to play football match our personnel? And, you know, if we're missing anything from your style of football, can we replace it? Or if there's a disconnect, we want you to run this kind of style of football. You want to run this other style. Can we meet in the middle somewhere? I think there were a lot of philosophical uh, type of things that, that had to be uh, negotiated. Obviously, there's money, right? Money is, is a part of this, and that's okay. 
Um, so I think that's that's obviously another part of this conversation. But I think too, what is the the point of Eric Bieniemy leaving Kansas City? Right from from all uh, claims and, and public claims from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, EB himself loves the quarterback, loves Andy Reid. They love each other. Uh, you know they've had some arguments, but look, it's it's a Warriors game, right? Stress is going to happen and and conflicts are going to happen. Um, but the public person or the public face of it is that they all love each other, get along. They've won multiple championships, competed for multiple more. Patrick Mahomes is on a clear uh, Hall of Fame path, and Andy Reid is probably a Hall of Fame coach. Eric Bieniemy wants to be one of those Hall of Fame coaches uh, as well. That's what this is about: is getting Eric Bieniemy a head coaching position. Make no mistake about that. That's what Eric Bieniemy is here for and Washington is hoping to benefit from that. But you can't just let Eric Bannemi come in, just run loose and run wild and say, go do, do, go do whatever you want. So there's got to be an understanding. What are the left and right limits of what we're looking at? What's the picture we want to paint at the end of the day? And eventually they got there. But, you know, again, those different layers, that's why it took uh, as long as it did. At the end of the day, I like this hire. I like it a lot more than I like the Greg Roman hire. Nothing against Greg Roman. Greg has been more successful coaching in the National Football League than I will ever be. But I did not like the the run twice out of every three play calls comment at the end of the season. I know a lot of you didn't like it. I know a lot of national media didn't like it. Turns out the Baltimore Ravens were doing it. Uh, and so when Greg Roman got hired, I said it on this very show, really, if you look at what's being said and what that coordinator does, that makes the most sense. That's the the, the biggest match. Um, you know, uh, rip Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuels, probably uh fantasy value. Right. But I wanted Eric B out of the available uh, candidates. thought it made the most sense for this roster. You've got a young quarterback with a firearm guys. If you've not seen Sam Howell's arm in person, you are going to enjoy it when you do Jahan Dotson, uh, very solid, probably would have been offensive rookie of the year. Had he not gotten injured and missed those five games, Terry McLaurin, obviously a certified stud Curtis Samuel, a weapon, and you've got some other pieces, as well and oh by the way we have an nfl draft coming up so i mean even more weapons potentially to come hopefully you can secure that offensive line so i like it i like it because eric b deserves a chance to prove the naysayers wrong and this reinforces something that i've said on this show i've said it time and time again through my first career to my children to anybody that'll listen to me uh, which i appreciate all of you doing when you do when you have a problem i don't care what it's in personal professional both uh what to eat right I don't care what the problem is. The answer will never be do nothing. What does that mean? More on that coming up next here on Locked On Commanders. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel, the America's number one sports book. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You bet. And if you lose, you get bonus bets back. That's free money to try to make your money back. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And if you want to, you can get odds on the XFL. They kick off this weekend. I'm not going to lie. I've been so swamped with everything else and engulfed in Eric Bieniemy and what was going to happen here. I completely forgot that the XFL was kicking off this weekend, but right now, the Arlington Renegades are the favorites at plus 430 odds to win the XFL championship. I don't know if this is their inaugural. Like I know they're like relaunching new ownership. I don't know if they're calling it their inaugural season uh, or not. But first, they're going to have to defeat the Vegas Vipers this weekend, and they are favored to do that by three and a half points. Uh, but how about the fact that there's three XFL teams in the state of Texas, and there's only eight total? 
someone go tell Dwayne Johnson that there are at least 35 other states that deserve uh, an XFL team or can host an XFL team. Fortunately, the DMV, you have the D.C. Defenders, so you're taken care of. Plus, FanDuel even, even lets you combine your bets for a chance of bigger payouts with the same game parlays. That's my favorite part. So don't miss this chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, everyone, again, for making the Locked On On Commanders podcast. First listen, your first view of the day. Although, if you're with us live here, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, might be your last view or your last listen of the day. Either way, we appreciate you uh, for coming through here. Let's see if we can catch up. Larry uh, Obe, throwbacks is, uh, I'm sorry, buddy, I can't say that name. Rick uh, and Tony, again, all of you, I appreciate you guys in the chat. Again, can't keep up with the chat like I usually do because I am doing this alone. Can't even remember. Uh, to bring my own stinking name up. See, that's that's where we are. That's where we are uh, in here on today's episode. But we're talking about Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator and assistant head coach, officially done uh, for the Washington Commanders. Hired is, is what's being done. Um, so I said before we got into the break, right? I have this saying: the answer is never do nothing. Any problem you have in life, the answer is never going to be to do nothing. If you do nothing, the problem will not go away. That's that's pretty much going to be true for just about everything. And Eb and Ron Rivera saw a problem. And they did something. And this is this has been an ongoing problem, right? And this is honestly, it's Eric Bieniemy's problem, right? The problem is riding on his shoulders. The fact that he can't get a head coaching job, and the public perception is because he doesn't call the plays, um, at least exclusively, right? So in more recent times, in more recent years, Andy Reid has come out more and been more vocal about Eric Bieniemy's involvement and value uh, to what the team does. We've heard people like Mike Tarico. Uh, on, on some of these national broadcasts, kind of make a point of bringing it up and talking about Eric Bieniemy calling plays. There's been some interviews done where they kind of talk about the dynamic, and Andy kind of says, you know, it's a collective deal. It's not really a one man does everything type of situation. And Eric Bieniemy himself has said that it's 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 a whole lot of nothing, and people are making a big deal uh, out of nothing. And that's probably going to be reiterated in his introductory press conference, which, according to Darren Haynes, WSA nine, um, our, our Tegna family says is going to be next Wednesday or Thursday. Waiting for that email to come across. I will be there uh, with bells on to to help welcome EB to Washington Commanders, but also try to kind of dive into some of these things as well. But then also usher, kind of help usher his career into the next step of what is hopefully going to be a successful venture here with the Washington Commanders. So that's the problem, right? So Eric Bieniemy had a choice. Eric Bieniemy could stick in Kansas City, essentially, which would be essentially doing nothing. It doesn't mean you're late, like. Obviously, working your butt off, right? Working with one of the greatest quarterbacks uh, of today and probably his generation, working with one of the best head coaches of his generation. So you're obviously busy, but you're not doing something to address the problem by staying in Kansas City. And I know Robert Griffin III 
uh, went on Twitter and, and said and tweeted, quote, Eric Bieniemy should only leave Kansas City for a head coaching opportunity. Miss me with that got to prove himself narrative. 15 of the 21 head coaches hired in the last three years were first-time head coaches. Bieniemy has proven himself more than every single one of them. End quote. Look, Doug Peterson came from the Andy Reid coaching tree, called plays in the second half of 12 games, which is super weird still to this day. I can't really understand, wrap my head around that. Um, got a head coaching job. Won a Super Bowl, which is great. Lost that head coaching job. Got another head coaching job before Eric Bieniemy got his first head coaching job. So, again, there is there is some discrepancy there. But the problem is what the problem is. And the problem is not Eric Bieniemy's fault, per se. The problem is not Andy Reid's fault, per se, from a, from a blame standpoint. So there's some things that we've talked about, and we'll talk about again, that maybe Andy could have done to help EB shed uh, some of those some of those those labels and some of those problems. But that was the problem. So in this move, you know, and I get what RG3 is saying, you know, the, the, the proud thing, the, the you know, to, to stand up and say, you know, what, I'm not going to bend for you. I'm not going to flex to your will just to, to prove something for you that I shouldn't have to prove. But this is EB's career and this is his decision. And I said it before, if he decided it's time to, you know what, let's shed Kansas City and let's go somewhere where I have the opportunity to, without a doubt, 100 percent unadulterated, be in control of the offense and just prove to people. And you know what? Maybe the next Eric Bieniemy won't have to go through this song and dance of leaving a Super Bowl winning team to go to a team that just missed the playoffs and not for a head coaching job, but for a lateral move. Now, it's not officially a lateral move because he's the assistant head coach, so there's an increase in title, and that's important. I want to make sure that we emphasize that. But a lot of people are looking at this as essentially a lateral move for all the wrong reasons. So I tip my cap to Eric Bieniemy because he saw the problem. He accepted the problem, you know, whether it was whether it was fair or not. And he said, I'm going to do something to take action on it. Ron Rivera has also publicly said that he doesn't believe that Eric Bieniemy should have had to have gone through all the things he's gone through and is continuing to go through with this job, honestly, to get a head coaching job. But Ron Rivera, too, there's a problem. Eric Bieniemy wants to take action to solve that problem. To let me be part of that solution. So I applaud both men for doing that. I do think it's the right move because Eric Bieniemy wants to eventually be a head coach in the National Football League. And whether it's fair or not, this was the best and clearest path uh, for him to do it. So staying in Kansas City, again, like I said, staying in Kansas City the way that Robert Griffin III wanted him to doesn't solve the problem. Like another year of doing this is not going to change people, right? And you've all heard the definition of insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Staying in the same system. Unless Andy Reid was just going to hand over play calling duties, like get rid of the card. Like if you're going to give over play, play calling duties, you got to have no card in your hand. Like I don't even want a wristband on Andy Reid. You know what I mean? So unless he was willing to do that, this was really the only move was leaving Kansas City for a team like Washington, especially the defensive minded coach, defensive coach, who is obviously not elbow deep. He might be ankle or not ankle deep, wrist deep in the offense, but he's not elbow deep uh, in the offense because the only other solution, the only other way Kansas City was really a benefit to Eric Bieniemy is if Andy Reid was going to retire. And if Andy Reid was going to retire, then the Kansas City Chiefs could be the ones to hire Eric Bieniemy as a head coach. Because I'll tell you what, if Andy Reid retires and the Chiefs don't hire Eric Bieniemy as the head coach, well, then you really got some questions that need to be answered on, on both sides of the coin here. So there were some questions. There were some stories about whether or not Andy Reid would retire or not. He is not retiring. Eric Bieniemy leaves and finds an opportunity uh, here. And then again, he adds the assistant coach, head coach title. And that is very significant because that too is going to bring with it duties. You assume, right? You have this title. There are going to be duties involved with that. What those duties are going to be, that's not really a black and white. There's not a manual you can look up and just say, here's what an assistant head coach does. That's kind of different for every organization. That is something 
uh, that will be asked of Eric Bieniemy, Ron Rivera on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever the press conference is, maybe ahead of time. You know, some some of these guys might get a little bit of access ahead of time and get that answer before the press conference. That's going to be important because that's going to be something that also you know GMs, owners, all that stuff for future uh, uh, interviews for Eric Bieniemy will look at and gauge whether or not they want to hire him uh, to be their next head coach. So again, we're going to dive all into all of that. At the next uh, press conference, but I think it's important because, you know, Andy Reid gave Brad Childress when he was his offensive coordinator in Kansas City, that assistant head coach title. The very next season, Brad Childress uh, was hired to be a head coach, but that's not a title uh, that he ever gave to Eric Bieniemy for one reason or another. Maybe someday we'll find out uh, those answers. But the truth is here, this hiring does not put all these conversations behind us. Like, you know, we're not going to have this talk here on this episode and just be done with it forever because it's a part of the narrative. It's a part of Eric Bieniemy's story now as, as an NFL coach, and it's going to be. And I don't necessarily know that as Eric Bieniemy goes forward and hopefully has more success, that's going to be a part he wants forgotten. It's going to be something he might want to carry forward so that hopefully there's another Eric Bieniemy out there someday doesn't have to go through everything that he's gone through so far. Whether it's fair that he has to prove it uh, in this fashion or not when others have clearly not had to prove it uh, to this extent and to this fashion – will continue to be a part of the conversation. But the last excuse, bottom line, in 2023, the last excuse for why Eric Bieniemy is not an NFL head coach is about to dissipate because he's going to sink or he's going to swim. If he swims, what else you got? If he sinks, unfortunately, those questions might actually get louder and those concerns might get bigger. So that means something for Eric Bieniemy. This is significant. It means something for Ron Rivera. It means something for Andy Reid and other members of the Washington Commanders staff and roster who doesn't love a winners and, and, and losers segment, right? So we're going to finish this episode with winners and losers. That's next today on Locked On Commanders. And this episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app. And unfortunately for me, Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers kicked all of our butts. And he was our Locked On NFL champion. Although I think I was cheated because I'm pretty sure the game is scripted and it's not a conspiracy. Nobody can tell me any different. The refs definitely weren't calling the games fairly between Locked On Steelers and Locked On Commanders. If you've ever dreamt of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, your dream can now come true, and this game is for you. You're going to manage every strategic aspect of your team, playing through seasons and leading your team to glory, trying to build a dynasty just like Eric Bieniemy and the Kansas City Chiefs have so far. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, and steering your franchise through free agency into the draft plus there's so much more ultimate football gm is completely free and the best part of it is guys it's playable offline literally anywhere and anytime you want football you've got it with ultimate football gm plus we've also created a locked on league for all of you to compete against locked on fans all over the world can you be the ultimate locked on football gm choose the locked on league in the app to join and locked on commanders listeners you get a 100 free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code locked on all caps, all one word in the game store. That's locked on, all caps, all one word. So make sure you check it out today to get, download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in your app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com 
slash credit card. All right, guys, appreciate you joining me here on this live edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Appreciate all of you joining us after the live is over, whether it's an audio, whether it's in video. We appreciate you all. Some other names, Kevin, David, Gary. I am the king. Nice confidence there. Um, the code talker. All right, some people blowing up the live chat. I hope you guys are being respectful to each other. Um, but look, there's a conversation that I can kind of see is going on in the live chat right now, which is uh, going to come up here in this segment. Winners and losers. Anytime anything is done by an NFL franchise, there's going to be winners. There's going to be losers. So we're going to go through three of each here to wrap up this live episode. Winner number one, I mean, it's clear, right? It's Eric Bienme. And I understand, again, is it right that he's got to go down this path? Is it fair? You know, that that's a conversation we've had, and I think we'll continue to be had on the national and local scale uh, as we go through this whole thing. But I think bottom line is Eric Bienme is now getting the opportunity uh, to come out here, prove himself, uh, again, whether or not he should have to do that, he's going to get the opportunity to do that, and he's taking that opportunity. And anytime another human being has the opportunity to grab a hold of their own destiny and their own fate, I applaud them for it, and I think that's a win, something worth celebrating. So hopefully Eric Bieniemy is celebrating uh, tonight. Winner number two, Ron Rivera. You get to be the guy that opens the door, gives the opportunity to Eric Bieniemy, uh to, to do this, to shed this label. And again, Ron is publicly said that the label shouldn't be there in the first place. EB shouldn't have to be going through everything that he's going through. Uh, and, and whether you agree or disagree with him, you know, I, I stand, I, I applaud him for publicly saying those types of things. And now again, you see a problem, you do something about the problem, afford him the opportunity, bring him in. Uh, I mean, you can't say it was hastily done, right? I'm sure that he and Andy Reid, who, who, who are very well acquainted, uh, as most of you know, had plenty of conversations. And then EB has been in town since Wednesday night. So they've obviously had plenty of time to meet each other and discuss. So I think winner number two in this whole thing is Ron Rivera. Winner number three, the wide receivers. Why? Because you're not getting Greg Roman. And again, not trying to be disrespectful to Greg Roman, but the dude likes running the ball a lot. And if you're a wide receiver, that's not very good. It's not very good for you. It's not very good for your future contract negotiations. Very not, not true. They're not very good for your pro bowl chances, all pro chances, hall of fame chances, all of those things. So Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown, Cam Sims, hopefully if he comes back, Dax Millen if he gets more burn on the field. I don't know. Jackson Smith and Jigba if he gets drafted by Washington uh, out of Ohio State. It's not a prediction. Just throwing out a name. Um, wide receivers in Washington, you've won because of this deal. So those are three winners. Eric Bianmi, Ron Rivera, wide receivers. Who are our losers in this thing? Well, starting off, loser number one, unathletic offensive lineman. Listen, if you're a Washington Commanders offensive lineman and you are not athletic, you need to get, I mean, you're probably already working out, but you need to get working out on some more bursts. You need to get a little bit more limber. Um, unathletic offensive lineman not going to have a great time. I don't anticipate in Eric Bieniemy's offense here in Washington. So those are losers, number one. Loser number two, time of possession. Look, in 2022, the Kansas City Chiefs held the ball for the 12th most amount of time in the National Football League. It's pretty good. It's top half, right? Washington Commanders were number one uh, overall. So one to 12, that's a pretty decent drop. Four-minute difference in average time of possession between the Washington Commanders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, again, if there's a middle ground here between Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy and wanting to run the ball versus coming from a passing background, maybe it's a, it's a two-minute shave, right? So you only added two minutes, but that's adding uh, another defensive drive per game. Now, do you add that in the first quarter? Do you add it in the fourth quarter? Do you add it in the middle quarter there, the middle kind of six and a half minutes or seven and a half minutes uh, of each half. 
when does that extra possession get added? That's going to be important uh, and impacts defensive uh, stamina, of course. So lose number two, time of possession. And lose number three, and this is something a lot of you are, are talking about here in the, in the chat uh, that from it looks like. Again, can't keep track of everything, but it looks like you guys are talking about this in the chat. Ron Rivera might be a loser in this whole thing. Uh, not directly, you know what I mean? But what's going to happen if uh, the Washington Commanders come out and go 0-4 oh and, oh and uh, in, the, in the first quarter of the season in 2023? Same thing that's been happening last year. Right. Ron Rivera, his job was 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 questioned quite often during the last season, during the struggling periods, especially in the losing. You got a guy here that a lot of people think should be a head coach, should already be a head coach. You yourself have already said you should be a head coach. So it's almost like having a, a, a veteran quarterback and then drafting a guy in the first round. You basically set yourself up. If it doesn't go well right out the gates, there's going to be a lot of people talking about whether or not it is time or it's going to be time for Ron Rivera to be fired in season and for Eric Bieniemy to probably get that interim head coach tag, especially if, as we all anticipate, a new ownership uh, group comes into power. So potentially, hopefully not, right? But potentially Ron Rivera could end up being a loser in this whole thing, hiring his replacement. But you know what? I don't think Ron Rivera is worried about that. I don't think that's how Ron Rivera does business. Is He's going to be concerned about whether or not people are going to say EB could be his replacement but it is something that is out there. It's something that that obviously has to be acknowledged from a media standpoint. So that's why we bring it up and talk about it, at least right now. Hopefully we don't have to talk about it again because the move goes well. Sam Howell is a uh, apparently a future Hall of Famer, and uh, you all get to celebrate the Super Bowl next year with Eric Bieniemy, just like he just got done doing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's make that happen. Uh, I think that'll be good for everybody involved here. What's good for everybody involved now uh, is be safe if you're out there. I don't know what you're doing on a Friday night. If you're working... Good luck at, uh, at your job. Hopefully it's it's passionate and fruitful and you find enjoyment in it. If you're going to bed, sleep well. If you're out partying, please do so safely. Regardless of what your activities are right now, I thank you all for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. If you've got questions or topics you want to discuss, you've been discussing them in the live chat, I will go through the live chat, guys. I appreciate all of your involvement in that. So if you've got questions in there, hopefully I can get to them. In the meantime, if you also want to send them in to LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com, you can do that, or you can hit the LO Commanders DM at LO Commanders on Twitter. I am David Harris, and I've been your host for this episode of Locked On Commanders. You can find me also on Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and you can find me on Twitter at dharrison82. If you are out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.